your host, Wendy Amato, and today we get to enjoy a conversation that just might make all the difference in education. In this episode, we'll explore using video for instructional coaching and reflection. Jim Thompson, welcome. Well, thanks so much, Wendy. What an honor it is to be here. Thank you for the good work that you do, Teaching Channel does. Uh, uh, Oorah. <laughs> Well, I'm actually honored to have you here. You bring 50 years of experience in education and you care not only about the students, but also about the teachers. And I can, I can feel that uh, in the way that you talk about the education space. Tell me a little bit about your background. Well, sure. I, I just, I, I guess the center of my, uh, my staunch foundation, a strong foundation is a classroom teacher first. You know, I was a principal for 20 years, but the, the word principal came, comes to us from the word principal teacher. And, you know, 50 years ago, I was a seventh, eighth and 12th grade social studies teacher, never had a mentor. Then I, I became a middle school social studies and reading teacher. And I didn't have any courses in teaching reading. I had like zero. I quickly became friends with the reading teacher. Thank goodness. Um, then uh, I, I became an elementary self-contained teacher, and that was my road to Damascus. I, I, was, I became a convert to elementary school. I just loved teaching all the subjects. I never would thought of that, say that. And then became administrator in, in 20 years as an elementary principal. I love my people, love my staff. I was my daughter's elementary principal. She wrote her college essay, How I Survived Being the Elementary Principal's Daughter. <laughs> How about that? And, you know, I taught a lot of college. And then I got in this idea of instructional coaching and working with some people. And we started asking questions, what does improvement look like? And, 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 and what's been done for us and with us versus what's been done to us on that topic throughout the year. So, you know, it brings me to our, our work today. We wrote a book, Casey Kozorek and I, the superintendent of Hilton, a pioneer about a quick guide to video coaching. And, and, and we might probably get to this things like one of the things we talked about, how you take the scary out of video. How do you do that? I'm grateful that you frame the question as what can we do for teachers? Because there have been a lot of initiatives that have been pushed into schools. There's been a lot of top-down uh, organizational or systematic um, programming. But the real question is making sure that the teachers are their best selves so that they can bring the best out of the students that they're serving. And you, you're addressing that through video, which was not an option that you had when you started. You started without any kind of coach or mentor. Wendy, this gets dismal. This is like <laughs> dismal science. When we did the research for the book, here are questions we ask people. Did you learn how to teach in teacher's college? Like about 80% said, no way, Jose, or more harsh words than that. Then we said, on a scale of one to 10, what was the quality of your student teaching experience? Wendy was all over the place. Then we said, okay, what was the, what was the, on a scale of one to 10, what was the quality of your mentor when you first landed a job? And Wendy, it was all over the place. Ones, twos, sevens, tens. And, and then we said, now, you know, we talked to a lot of coaches and uh, orchestra leaders. How much rehearsal time did you get with a lot of feedback 
before you went live with real kids. And they looked at me and says, rehearsal time? What, what is that? And then we asked the fun question. Now, of course, as a beginning teacher with all these needs, you were not evaluated with the same instrument that the teacher of the year in the district was evaluated, were you? And I go, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wendy, Wendy, what's wrong with that? Everything, everything. Wouldn't you agree? I would. <laughs> it's not okay. We, we don't treat our students this way. Why would we change the logic for trying to bring the best out of teachers? It doesn't make sense. It, it, it makes no sense. And so I'm here in a polite way, but with 73 years, I'm, I'm just saying, I love y'all, but the emperor isn't wearing any clothes. <laughs> the emperor isn't wearing any clothes and we can do better. And I'm not throwing you under the bus, but I think this idea of video reflection and instructional coaching has some promise out there. So I'm thrilled that you're inviting me to talk more about it. Let's talk more about it. I'd love to think about some specific benefits in the specific ways that coaching enhances professional development for teachers. How concrete can we get now? Well, if I may, and with, with much respect, I'd like to change the language from professional development to professional learning. Lovely. Uh, as Jim Knight was recently quoted, there is sadly a lot of professional development without much, if any, professional learning. And that's sad but true. You know, uh, there's a great book, Who's Listening to Me? Kay Murphy. And, 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 and Kay asked this question, who really listens to you? She has people really listens to you. And sadly, most of the cases is just a couple people and in many cases, nobody. I think that's a good question to ask teachers. Who's listening to you right now? And I've asked them that question and they, they say, well, not, not many people. And, and I think we have this, you know, what is Hattie's biggest learning driver? Collective teacher efficacy. When we build trust, when we enter into real dialogue, in real partnership, I think we have teachers starting to really feel, feel that they're being listened to, they're being listened to, they're being noticed. Uh, and this, then, then we get on this journey of collective teacher efficacy that we're all in this together in this collective piece of what Judith Warren Little called sharing craft knowledge. Because in workshop after workshop, Wendy, you know what I, I say to folks? The answer is in the room. Mm -hmm. The answer is in the room. Yeah, we need some outside speakers now and then. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you can bring Jimmy Thompson in now and then. But you know, but you know what? Well, let's let's take a look at our talent here. Let's take a look at our richness. And, and the, the smart facilitators tee up the topic and then they get out of the way. Yes, yes. Teachers never have enough time to share ideas or have almost show and tell with one another to talk about the successful approaches that are meeting the needs of different students. Instead, we have teachers in isolation trying to figure things out on their own. What a waste. Let's talk about introducing video into a, a program and exploring how to set teachers up for video reflection, video coaching. We know that a non-punitive, non-evaluative 
coaching is where we get the greatest growth. What can we learn about that? Well, I love the question. We have to, I think, I think we have to come in common cause with people, find common ground, have those relationships built. And, and then I, we always said we sit down with people who we, we trust and who trust us and maybe buy them a, a cup of coffee um, uh, and, and, and just talk about, you know, listen to them a little bit and see if it's appropriate to have this opportunity to say, you know what, would you be a guinea pig for me? Would you help me out? You know, I'm new to this stuff. And would you be willing, willing to, to video eight minutes, eight minutes of, of your teaching? And, and, and you don't show it to anybody. And then you look at it. And all you got to do is come and sit with me and tell me about, after you reflect on that video, a goal that you, one goal. That's all I got. One goal that you identify. It's important to you that would really advance student learning. That's all you gotta do. You do the video, reflect on it, identify one goal that's important to you. Not important to me, not important to the superintendent of schools or the commissioner of education, important to you, that you really would believe would advance student learning. And then when that happens, when people for many times the first time when they see their practice on video, uh, Jim Knight is right, it's rocket fuel. It is clarity, and we will never, ever, ever get better unless we help people identify where they are right now. Even if you don't get everyone on day one, I suspect that there's a take-up rate as colleagues see the improvement in their neighboring teachers' rooms and the the confidence, the self-awareness. It's got to be catchy. So it may not, it may not have a 100% take up rate in day one, but I think we need to commit to the long game and, and move at a pace that actually makes a difference instead of thinking we're going to come in uh, like steamroller style and flatten everything and do a do over. So true. You know, the model of the Navy SEALs is this, Wendy, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, mm. Mm, you know? And so I think that's, I think that's, that's what it takes in this real idea of partnership and, and trust. And, you know, I've heard districts say, well, we're going to, we're going to start doing video coaching and it's going to be part of the evaluation. I said, boy, that dog ain't going to hunt. You know, you cannot start out as an evaluative tool. Um, I mean, you got to build trust and, and, and show value to people. And then maybe, you'll gain enough uh, where a teacher's union might say, well, I'll tell you what, we're, because we've had these three or four years where people are finding so much value, we're willing to talk about in, in lieu of one principal observation for the teacher to video their instruction and then work with an instructional coach and then have that conversation with the principal. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's what a beginning that would be, right? We'll take it, some baby steps. Can you help me think about some specific goals, some examples of specific goals that you're aware of uh, that teachers have set for themselves? What are people identifying as that specific goal that can improve student learning? What a great question. You, you know, you talk, we talked off camera a little bit about Doug Lamoff and he spent a year, I, I believe a year of his life, Wendy, 
looking at this idea of ratio. The amount of time a teacher talks versus the amount of time a student talks. And in his Teach Like a Champion work, he, he put a lot of time in that. One of the things that is just so prevalent that comes in, it's, it's, it's a fun piece to coach, to be blunt with you, uh, is teachers look at it and say, I, I, I did most of the talking. And I did most of the cognitive heavy lifting. Or, or you know what? I asked 14 questions and I answered every one of them. Or, you know, I found out that the only way I give kids attention is when they're naughty mm -hmm. or when they misbehave. Mm -hmm. And I think they like it. I think they're misbehaving to get me to, to react. I got, Jimmy, I got to figure out some ways to give kids attention for, on a positive side. I'm, some of those, some of those pieces are, are, are and, and they just evolve and it, it's a wonderful conversation to start talking about because then in the coaching conference we ask on a scale of one to ten where Mike should be right now with that goal the next question what would it be if it were a ten what would you be doing differently as the teacher and the big question is what would the students be doing differently if it were a ten one of the questions that I think Jim Knight uh, has to address on a regular basis is whether or not the teacher's goals need to align to some district objective or outcome. And I believe he says, no, the teacher's goal is the teacher's goal. Do you have thoughts about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I think you got to be honest up front when we start this, when we invite people, when we invite people on this journey and we say that we're going to trust you and it's going to be your goal. It's going to be your goal. I think we got to stay with that dog. So I wouldn't always throw teachers on, but sometimes it's like, what do we stand for? What do we stand for? And if the teachers don't have clarity on that, then I, I think those are important things to conjure up and talk about. I like leaving open the possibility that a teacher's goals may exceed some benchmark that the district would set. When I, when I hear districts saying, we'd like to have 80% of our students doing X, I always think, well, what about the 20%? They don't matter. Well, why is 80% okay? I, I, I agree with you. And, 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 and who said that 80%? Where are we right now? let's talk just about engagement. Uh, where are we right now with behavioral engagement, cognitive engagement, and social emotional engagement? Where are we right now? You know, I, 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 I love this idea and, and Doug Lamoff brings it out so well and Eileen Winokar uh, brings it up so well many others is this idea of a sense of belonging. When was the last time when we took a gauge on students uh, a sense of belonging. When was the last time we checked to see if they feel that they've been being heard, they've been being listened to? Um, and Lamoff talks about these this idea of gestures of belonging. I really believe that inviting teachers to this journey of video reflection and partnership coaching is is a hallmark of this idea of gesture of belonging. I, I really believe it, and and so. And, you know, I, I don't think anybody's got one answer here. I don't think they do. So I think we can find better answers when we share, when we share this craft knowledge. And we can't get substitute teachers these days. So it's tough to do these walkthroughs, although walkthroughs are a great idea. It's tough to do it. And 
some teachers find it intimidating that an army of people coming into the room, uh, but we can exchange videos. And I love that you can control who you share with. If you want to upload something for self-reflection and, and look at yourself, do eight minutes and really see if what you believe about your teaching is playing out in your actions, that's, that's priceless. And then maybe you share it with a trusted friend and that's that next circle out. Maybe you share with a, with a coach or a team. There's a lot of potential there. You and I have talked a little bit about the current climate uh, in education being somewhat problematic. What kinds of challenges are teachers facing and how does video coaching support overcoming obstacles and challenges in today's climate? Well, I think the survey after survey asked uh, teachers how satisfied they are, how empowered they feel, uh, supported in, in the, the results are not good. Uh, and then go to the continued and growing national teacher shortage. People, people don't want to go into this profession. They don't want to go into this profession. Um, and then when we recruit them and we, 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 we give, we, they land a job, many don't want to stay in it. No, many don't want to stay in it. And I don't think there's easy one answer here. I think the role of social media where teachers and people in the schools are being attacked viciously and violently. I think where books are being banned uh, in elementary libraries, books that I have for my grandson, believe me, uh, with that. Uh, active school shooting drills, the post-pandemic trauma continues, all this, all this, all this. I don't think there are easy answers, but I believe we have to start and we have to start saying, well, teachers, we, we want to honor you. How can we best help you? Uh, what resources do you need to help you help kids? And a lot of times they're not going to give us that answer right away. They're going to give us, they're going to talk. They want somebody to listen to. I, I think the first piece here is listening, is, is listening. And, and hopefully it, then extending invitations, invitations to reflect with video, to partner with a coach. And a lot of piece, a lot of part of coaching is listening. Is, is listening. I don't believe in having a huge set of questions ready in a coaching conference. Jim Knight in his new book, The Definitive Guide for Instructional Coaching, talks about the improv comedian. And Kate Walsh interviewed improv comedians. Improv comedian, you know what the biggest skill an improv comedian needs? And I've talked to some. Listen. Listen. Because once you listen, then then you, where do you go next? And, and so... I, I believe this, this coaching piece is an art, but it's an earned art with respect in, in being there for people. It is not a promise that we're gonna turn everything around, but it, it, it's kind of a note being, saying we notice you and, and we really wanna help you. And um, again, that's why it's so important to have this as confidential and non-evaluative. Let's imagine you have some new teachers in front of you, a room full and they want to benefit from the decades of experience that you have in education. Can you offer three short pieces of advice to these new teachers? Well, the first thing I would do is thank them. 
I, I believe it, it expressed my heartfelt gratitude because I believe that this is the most important profession in the world. It, it, all other professions rely on it. it and number two is it, not sugarcoat. It ain't going to be an easy journey. There are going to be bumps in the road. There are going to be time, but you know what? I believe that with, 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 with your dedication and with help with others, number one, you cannot do this alone. That in partnership, in partnership, we can make great advances for and with children. Uh, and, and it is not linear. And number three, as I say, you know what? You got to put, don't worry about, you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Do not apologize for it. Uh, you know, way back when I taught 12th grade sociology, we had a book that dates me, it was transactional analysis and it was the title of the book was called, I'm okay, you're okay. If you're not okay, then how else is anybody else okay? And, and if you get depressed and you get down or, or more challenging things come up, then go, go seek others, have a conversation. Don't, don't apologize. Don't be embarrassed uh, because we really need you. And this is, these are not, this is not easy work, but it's joyous work. These are not easy times, but it's times that I think together we can work through. So that self-help, that personal wellness is, I think, real important. That sounds perfect. Jim Thompson, I hope that everybody listens to this podcast, shares it with fellow educators, makes recommendations about video use, video coaching, goal setting, honoring where we are in our profession, thinking all the way through to the learners that we're responsible for. This is a good conversation. I'm grateful. Uh, right back at you, Wendy. Uh, thank you for the honor and the opportunity today to know you, to meet you, and to, to support your work and, and, and to share this story with, with, with good folks out there in the schoolhouse. Such a pleasure. To fellow educators, thank you for joining our conversation. If you'd like to explore video coaching a bit more or any of the other resources that Jim Thompson has mentioned, please check them out in the show notes at teachingchannel.com slash podcast. I'll see you again soon for the next episode. Thanks for listening. P.S. Help others to find us. Be sure to subscribe on whatever listening app you use.